Hi, Amanda. Welcome Hi. to Style Not Fashion. Thank you so much for coming on. We are so glad to have you here today with us. And let's just start by giving a brief intro, who you are, what you're about, your background, and some recent styling you've done. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, I really love your podcast show and like just like happy to be a part of it. I mean, where do I even start like introducing myself? But I mean, just kind of the shorthand of it. I've been a stylist for nine years now. Um, I started just like assisting and working in San Francisco and working with mostly like tech guys and guys that worked in finance. And I, you know, did that for about five years or so and always kind of had my eye on Los Angeles. And a friend of mine was like, you should put up your work on Instagram. Cause at the time I was just doing like test shoots to submit them to editorials just to get some work behind me. Cause again, like I'm styling tech guys, like there's nothing exciting really about that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was doing test shoots to submit them editorials and then I put them up on Instagram and like was very surprised that the response was like super positive. So I ended up moving to LA from San Francisco because I got so much work here because of Instagram. Mm -hmm. And just networked my butt off, really, and like overprepared, showed up on time early for set and like met the publicists, met the managers, got their contact info, followed up with them and just really grew my my book of clients that way. Um, in terms of like recent work, I mostly work with music artists, um, more up and coming so artists. Fun. Um, mainly like artists that are from the Middle East. It's so, such a, I guess not like random, but like you think you're living in LA. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily be working with people that sing in Arabic, but it's just kind of how the cards are dealt. And I really love that culture and like love the history. And it, there's so much like rich materials and substance mm -hmm. to to pull from for inspiration um so yeah music for me is like where it's at in editorials and I'm in a really happy space for sure and I understand that you styled um for the Grammys this week for so the party cool. so if I did style for the Grammys I would be there right now um but I styled a lot of my like music producer clients wives of music producers and managers for I mean the endless parties this week was just insane there's like at least like five to seven parties a day for like seven days. Um, and then today is technically the Grammys. So was really close to actually styling someone for the Grammys. It was just like, I don't know, it just didn't really work out, but I was like legit hunting. I haven't done that in a minute. Um, but next year, hopefully I like to do some more red carpet for sure. Cool. <laughs> it's fun. I, I really sometimes pinch myself that I shop for a yeah. living. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so thank you. Um, so today we're talking a little bit about online retailers and that versus brick and mortar, the more physical side of shopping. So we can just jump in. You had a really good point um, when we were preparing for this about concept stores and just how the traditional form of how we buy clothes is on its way out. Um, so let's jump right into that. Yeah, I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, the last just three years, mm -hmm. the whole world has changed because of what happened with COVID. So 
a lot of online retailers and a lot of brick and mortar stores are really rethinking the formula that works and what the consumer behavior is. Um, Pre-COVID, you saw a really high percentage of online retail purchases because people wanted convenience and they were living really busy, living really busy lives, running around and didn't want the extra errand. And then COVID happened and everyone was home, which retail again skyrocketed because all brick and mortar uh, stores were closed. Um, but now that we're kind of coming out of this post-COVID time, people are starting to want more experiences mm -hmm. and they want to get out of the house. Um, however, brick and mortar stores for retail are financially struggling. They have shortened hours or they're off on Monday, Tuesdays. Um, so they're trying to figure out how to increase their profit margins. And by that, they're doing like omni-channel strategy and then also doing a concept store. So omni-channel is meaning it basically means like you're looking online for something. So you're like Googling beige pants and like Macy's comes up and Macy's, you can filter through and see what's available in the store near you, what's available for in-store pickup. Um, so that's really like omni-channel. They're, they're syncing their online with their in-store so that you can purchase online. But if you're a little unsure about fit or color, you can go into the store and try it on. You don't have to filter through the store and like wonder oh, are those pants going to be there? We don't know. So they're really trying to merge the two. Um, retail doing like a lot more like pop-up events, um, brand collaborations, just to bring some excitement into the store and like draw people in. You'll see that a lot, again, like Macy's and Nordstrom implementing these strategies. And in terms of like the concept stores, there's one in particular that jumps out to me that started in San Francisco and it's a menswear brand called Bonobos. Mm -hmm. Weirdest word. I don't understand it. I, I know it's it. such a, it's so bizarre. It's, it's weird, but it's an American brand mm -hmm. and it's so great for guys. So great for like basic fundamental, like foundational um, clothing. And so with Bonobos, you walk in and they have one size of every style and you go in there and you try it on, but you don't walk out with it. It's delivered to your house within like one to two days because um, they ship it from their warehouse. So that means smaller square footage. That means no back stock. That means inventory can be ordered on smaller minimums, which means less waste management with the overstock of clothes you know, sometimes maybe it's a good quarter, maybe it's a bad quarter, they can kind of manage that excess um, inventory by doing smaller orders, by knowing what, what's going to be ordered or not. Um, so that's one sort of that's really like pushing the concept stores. Um, I think it's much more likely we're going to be seeing the omni-channel strategy implemented, um, especially when you have an online presence and a brick-and-mortar store. I think it's important for brands to really hone in on that and then bring in those brand sponsorships to do the pop-ups to get some just like PR attention. Um, but I feel like the days where you don't really know what's going to be in the store or the stores are open till like 9 p.m. or like kind of fading. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to get into this new zone, this new excitement for for concept stores and just that whole era. Um, I think it's here. I think it's here and I think it's here to stay. And I'm so excited because I personally am 
kind of sick of that. I want to go into the store and I want to feel connected to the brand. And I'm excited that other people are feeling that way. And I'm excited for the future of that so much so. And I did kind of want to get into the personal style part, having that kind of personal uniform, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not so literal uniform, but something that's comfort for you and something that feels like you. Um, and, you know, having everything speak the same language in your closet. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's important to figure out what your signature style is. I mean, we live in a world where you are judged. It just it is what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just the reality. And the clothing speaks before you get the chance to. And people are going to make assumptions about you based upon what you're wearing. So I think it's really important that you realize what your message is and what you want to project to the world because what you project to the world has a lot of power and you have control over that and it's something to take note of it's you know not the be all end all if you have an outfit that's not the best but you know at the end of the day you do want to put your best foot forward and you know attract positive attention and a lot of my clients come to me because they don't know what their signature style is, or they've had a life change and they want to, you know, do a, do a signature style refresh. And so what I like to do is, is really create synergy in the closet, have all the clothes, you know, speak the same language. And what does that mean? That means that there's a consistency woven. There's a, it's like following the thread, right? You want to follow the thread that connects everything that's in your closet. And sometimes I have clients that come to me and they have absolutely no idea what their signature style is. And what I do is I start with a closet consultation and it's like two hours long. And we basically just play dress up. I edit their their closet. Um, I donate things. I put together outfits with the clothing they have in their closet to figure out where they're at now and where they want to go in their comfort zone. And it's a really like deep conversation. And I get to know like them very quickly. Um, But something that you can do at home is first hang up everything that you have. Don't fold things. Don't stuff them back into drawers. Because when you see it, you'll remember, oh, I have that. So I would just say hang up everything. Um, And then go through and think about like, what have I worn the last year or what have I never seen in years? And then start to have like an empty section where you put those items that just don't connect with you. You don't have like any sentimental attachment to them. It's not like, you know, a big moment in your life that you want to remember. Because like sometimes you have like your favorite sweater that you have a personal connection with. You want to keep those things, but you know, you want to be smart. You want to be objective. Um, so I would say start editing. And then once you edit things that you don't want, and just a side note, a really great way to donate your clothes that's easy is called Amazon Give Back Box. And you go on AmazonGiveBackBox.com and you pick, oh my gosh, there's like 20 charities. Really? And you pick, yeah, it's, it's great. And it's so simple. So you pick a charity that, you know, makes sense for what you are donating and you pay $15 in shipping and it can be one box up to 50 pounds. It's crazy. And you print out the prepaid shipping label with a $15 and you ship the box to that charity. And then you'll get a tax refund um, for that donation. So it's, it's so much easier than like 
dragging all your stuff down to Goodwill, bringing it in the store, wondering if the Goodwill is going to take the good stuff and then keep the not so good stuff out there. Um, and there's smaller uh, charities that might be local to your area as well on Amazon give back box. So that's like a little exciting. Thank you for yeah, that. Like a little thing for like donations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll link that in the show notes. Perfect. Um, so yeah, getting back to like finding a personal style is once you've edited, pick mm-hmm. out your favorite things and create a capsule wardrobe and a capsule wardrobe should really consist of investment pieces that are your favorite. And some of the items, for example, would be a blazer, a full suit, which I love because you can break up a suit and it can be really versatile. Right, right. I would say include a dress, maybe even like a little black dress that's your favorite, um, a jacket. So a blazer and a jacket are different. A, you know, a blazer is like what I'm wearing. A jacket is like a bomber jacket or a leather jacket, something more casual. I would say a trench coat is definitely something to include in that capsule because a trench coat just like elevates a look in two seconds. You'll see it a lot on like some celebrities. They'll wear like sweatpants and a trench coat over it. And it's just like, and it's great for travel too. Honestly, a trench coat is amazing for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to like add in a button down shirt, a coarse jeans, and then a white t-shirt. And these are just like individual items. But what you're going to see is when you have these individual items lined up, it'll start to create that picture in your head of like, okay, I'm leaning towards bohemian based upon these items, or I'm leaning towards like a classic Audrey Hepburn look with these items, or for men, like I'm leaning towards a silent, strong confidence, or I'm leaning towards like kind of a louder rocker aesthetic. Um, It'll start to come together. And another thing that you can do too is create a mood board for yourself. Go on Instagram, go on Pinterest and like find outfits, find celebrities that you are like, oh, I would love to wear that and create a little mood board for yourself. And you'll visually see what's similar, what doesn't make sense. And you'll edit out what works for you and having the physical clothing in addition to the photos should show you at least an umbrella of like where you should live. And you really want to build that foundation and get that capsule collection like set in stone so that you keep your inventory really like smart and essential and you don't have like an overabundance of clothes um because a lot of times I walk into someone's closet and I'm like okay this is just sensory overload like you need to be able to see your stuff (laughs) I think a lot of people are in that spot I think definitely especially with fast fashion it's been more more cheaper and it's it's just not people have is insane and then at the end of the day a lot of people even with all that clothing still feel like they don't have style and it's yeah Yeah. well it's because they don't the the looks that are in their closet aren't speaking the same language I mean if getting ready should get easy or should be easy and the way that it's easy the way that it's fun is understanding what your signature style is what's your uniform what's what's your go-to look that you're confident in, you're comfortable in, it fits you great. Um, I always suggest, especially for guys, get a good tailor. They're not expensive. They work very quickly. And just having a pant, 
a half an inch makes a world of difference. And fit and proportion are, are two really key things that can change an outfit that can be viewed as simple or even if it's complicated, but definitely invest in like a good tailor yeah. uh, for even sure. If, even if you find something like I often find myself at secondhand stores, right? I have a thrifting addiction. Yeah. It's my own problem. <laughs> so, and I'll get something that I love and it just doesn't quite fit, but mm -hmm. I'll take it to the tailor or the cobbler and you know if their shoes and it just transforms it and I'm so grateful for that and it's it's wholesome and I think we're like moving into this wholesome era of people taking care of their clothes again I've talked about this on my podcast a lot definitely find yourself a good tailor a good cobbler someone you can go to go find your mom find your grandma I don't know <laughs> yeah it makes a difference and I really like the point that you made too that I think especially like a younger generation, like 15, 17, 18, like they're getting investment pieces, which I think is amazing. I mean, it's, I'm not the biggest environmentalist in the world. I can't claim to be, but like fast fashion is just so bad for the environment. There's just islands of clothes and it's just, I mean, it's, it's really insane. And so like, for me as a stylist, I don't work with fast fashion brands. I just, I don't think that like, if you're like a stylist is a kind of a luxury expense. And like, if you can only afford like fast fashion, like you probably shouldn't be spending your, your hard earned money on me. You should be getting investment pieces instead. You're going to be happier. They're going to last a lot longer. You're going to feel like you spent your money, you know, wisely by, by doing that. And not just really taking the time to like search and, and figuring out what you're, what you are looking for. I think when you have an intention in mind it keeps it makes it a lot easier to shop so like before you go into the store have a list and just stick to your list of what you want like like a, a list like a grocery list and you know what yeah. if I don't get it this time I'll try again you know if it's not perfect I'm not gonna buy it if it doesn't fit I'm not gonna buy it but it's on my list yeah later a grocery list yeah but definitely can we talk about trends for a minute and the feeling of being anonymous. Can you help us? Can you help us <laughs> find a way out of this, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a broken record, but you keep saying like, just avoid fast fashion. Honestly, like that's how you get on that hamster wheel of just following trends and just, you're just like running, you're trying to keep up. And like, once something's in, then it's out and you're like, oh my God, I have this and it's last season. And it's like, you know, in a blink of an eye, it's it's out of out of style. Um, look at Vogue.com, look at what people are wearing at the fashion shows. They always have a, a portion or an article or like street style fashion, um, that people, what people are wearing at the fashion shows. I think that's a great place to look for inspiration and, you know, understanding what online retailers work best for you. I find that online retailers are like a sweet spot to find quality clothes in a good price point that have unique touches. Um, because in retail brick and mortar, I know I, I mentioned earlier about the omni-channel strategy and the concept stores, but I mean, there's still, buyers are still trying to hit their numbers. So buyers are, are playing it very safe. <laughs> And they're getting beiges and neutrals and, and they're not able to take that creative freedom to get that unique piece because they're just concerned about hitting their numbers. But online retailers don't have that massive overhead that 
that brick and mortar stores have. And so most of the time too, the online retailers, they design in-house, they don't outsource to a third party, which gives them a lot of price flexibility when you do that. Um, one brand that comes to mind that sells both men and women's clothes is Revolve. Revolve is awesome. They literally, for every girl, for every guy, like you're going to find something, their price point, it's something like as low as maybe like $50 jeans all the way up to $300 jeans. So you get a good price variation at Revolve. Um, another one that comes to mind is farfetch.com. It's like you're searching the whole world, essentially. Yeah, it is, yeah. All different local to find something. So if you're if you're like on the hunt for like particular Nikes for guys or all about like Nikes, these limited edition ones, definitely go to Farfetch or, you know, for women, if, if you want to find like that cocktail dress that, you know, you're not going to find in, you know, maybe you're in like a small town or something and you don't, have like a, a good bigger store to go to like definitely go to farfetch they're really great um maybe we can go a little bit more into finding your personal style like maybe your personal style journey or maybe reference the style journey of one of your clients that you've that you've helped okay i can say something about one of the clients that i've helped um i had i had a tech guy trying to think of someone that isn't a celebrity for privacy reasons, but I had a tech guy and he was just like, I don't want to look like I work in tech, but I also don't want to look like I am not, I'm obnoxious, you know, like I want to be more than what's acceptable. Um, but not like steal the spotlight. Cause he was looking for investors at the time and didn't want the clothes to be super loud. So there was a really delicate balance there between like what is acceptable in the room of, of tech and then like what can really project like his personal style. So, you know, again, like we spent a lot of time during the closet consultation. And for me, I thought would be a good idea for him is to work with solid, vibrant colors and do outfits that are color blocking. And that way we're keeping fit at the forefront, but we're giving him, him a sense of individuality by putting together vibrant colors that are not conventional. So it would be purple with blue pants and a gray sneaker, but they're all solid. So it's not like a big pattern. It's not distressed jeans. It's it's not, wow. you know, a different asymmetrical cut. We're we're taking simple pieces, but we're putting them together in a way that isn't traditionally done. I think a lot of guys like to stay neutral. They like to stay like silent confidence. Um, but this in, this client in particular really wanted to branch out without feeling like he was stealing the spotlight. So I think too, like you know, play with color blocking. Get a color wheel out and you know kick it old school like elementary school and like see what yeah. color work on the color wheel and test it out I mean fashion should be fun just put the clothes on is what I always tell my clients just put it on yeah. see how you feel in it it could invoke an emotion in you that you've never thought you could feel before in clothes or you can immediately show nonverbal communication towards me that you hate it and you'll be like okay no but that's good to know you want to know what you like and what you don't like yeah I love this point because 
it can be taken right into women's wear. Color is huge. Mm. If you haven't done a color analysis or figured out your colors, you can do it for free. You can hire Amanda. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love playing with color. And I think one of the words you used earlier, it's like, it's fly. Like it's effortless in a way that you don't expect sometimes you know you're right you know having like all these patterns and stuff like it feels overwhelmed and you can have this like silent confidence with color and for that you need to know your colors but yeah this this is a great great point let's get into secondhand shopping listen to your gut go with your first instinct don't overthink it and also work start like thinking and like yes and no's don't be in like this maybe zone either you love it or you hate it if you love it buy it if you kind of love it yeah. don't get it yeah I mean maybe sleep on it maybe it's really expensive and you're like okay I can't afford it but yeah with like my clients I'm like there are no maybes you love it or you hate yeah. it and you need to be firm with those decision making in it you know just listen to your gut at the end of the day it's it's good just in life to do that too. I, I, I love that. That can be applied to so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to, to, to get out of the maybe. I actually love that even as like a title of an episode or something like get, get out of the maybe zone. It's yes yeah. or it's no. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's a great way also back to my previous point to avoid anonymity. Start thinking in yeses and nos. <laughs> Yes, be assertive because like clothing is the ultimate expression of who you are. Okay, so Amanda, to leave off here, do let us in to some of your best style hacks. And I have been waiting for this all episode long. So go for it. Well, it's simpler than you think, honestly. <laughs> Number one, do not use wire hangers, for goodness sakes. Like, if you get your clothes dry clean, take those things off the dry cleaning hangers. There's nothing that makes my skin crawl more than seeing wire hangers. They're going to ruin everything that you own, um, especially knit sweaters. It's winter in Boston. It is freezing, you told me. <laughs> so like any sweater that you have, put it on a wooden hanger, put it on those velvet hangers. Those are like my favorite other velvet hangers. They keep your clothes intact. They don't take up a lot of space. They're very affordable. Um, so take the time, you know, if it's a snowy day on a Sunday and you do not want to go outside, take yeah. the time to We're like- board here. Off. This is what yeah, you can do with your board. Take like, those times, put on your favorite show in the background yeah. this thing, and switch out all your hangers to the velvet hangers. Um, also too, like if you have a really heavy knit jacket or a knit sweater that like when you hold it, you can see it fall down. That's like gravity pulling the sweater down. And so you do want to fold those items because over time you'll see that that sweater has lengthened over the years because gravity is just going to pull it to the ground. So do fold those. Um, I know I said, hang everything up as much as you can, but you do want to care for your sweaters. Um, so that's a little like extra tip. Um, if you have a stain, um, baby powder and yeah, so that's what it is. So if you're spill any oil on your clothes, you want to, you know, go home as soon as you can, but like, just put baby powder over it, like a bunch and just let it sit overnight and it'll soak up the oil if you have any other stains besides an oil stain, um, use baking soda and lemon. You just kind of create a paste and just kind of lightly take your finger and like kind of brush out 
the stain before you put it into the wash. It really helps to like lift it um, for like stain remover. Also too, definitely invest in like a good steamer. You know, don't, don't be uh, cheap yes. with it. There's a lot of steamers yeah. out there that like spew water and you just have <laughs> weird watermarks and you can't get them out fast enough. So you really want to take care of the things that can influence and impact your life. Um, I remember an artist told me how important it is to take care of their paintbrushes. I'm not an artist. I don't really think about that. But like when the artist told me that I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Cause like, that's their tool mm-hmm. to create their art. And as a stylist, my tool is clothes. And so I really know how to take care of clothes and you can just implement that into your own life and, and view your clothes as tools for your life to get to point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like the power of perception is very powerful. And I think you always want to like dress for the job that you want and, you know, obviously be authentic to yourself and own who you are because that inner confidence is really priceless and people are going to feel your energy. And if you feel good, you give off good energy. And it it's really just that power of attraction coming into play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's radiant. When you have yeah, good vibes, you give off good vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you have a very important styling appointment to get to. So I will not hold you up. But Amanda, thank you so very much for being here tonight this afternoon on Silent Fashion. Um, Thanks for all your advice and your everything, your presence. Um, Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I've had a blast. I will link everything in the show notes. Um, So Amanda's Instagram, and I'm sure you have a website. So I will link that. All those good things. And I appreciate you having me on the show. It was really great, like speaking with you. And like, if you just want to like follow you know, what I'm wearing, what my clients are wearing. My Instagram is Massey Styles and my website is just amandamassey.com. I try to keep it simple. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.